Greetings, everyone. We're so happy you've joined us for another Peter's Children Adventure. This week's story, Penelope the Talebearer, is about how Penelope had trouble with talking too much and talking out of turn. I struggle with that too. So this is a good story for me to hear. As you listen, you might hear the name of a hymn or a line from a hymn. If you do, make sure to write us at whimsywins at gmail.com. And if your correct answer is the first one we receive, we will send you a prize. Now it's time to start this week's story. Penelope, the Talebearer. Ever since Daddy and Mama Peters had told the children the good news about their expected twin sisters, Penelope had had a hard time of keeping her excitement under control. She told practically everyone she knew, her friends, her teachers, extended family members, people at church, the local grocery store employees, and sometimes she even told complete strangers that she was going to be a big sister. Mama Peters didn't mind Penelope spreading the news since she and Daddy Peters had given Pearson and Penelope permission. Mama also sensed that if Penelope were to keep the news inside, she just might burst. Mama appreciated that Penelope was utterly overjoyed about the impending birth of the twins, but she didn't want it to be such a distraction that Pearson and Penelope would lose focus. Both of the children had extremely busy schedules. Sundays meant church, and often lunch with friends afterward, music lessons were on Tuesday, church clubs on Wednesday, and Awana on Friday. Then there was school to consider. Daddy and Mama Peters had made the decision, based on her teacher's recommendation, to place Penelope in an accelerated program. The program involved changing classes with a couple of different teachers and more than a little homework. The Peters family was like most families. They had lots to do each week, and looked forward to a respite on the weekend. The thing was, though, that the weekends flew by and Monday mornings seemed to come quickly. Therefore, Mama encouraged Penelope to tone down her excitement a little because there was still a ways to go before the baby girls arrived. It was after another activity-filled weekend that the trouble began. It all started bright and early on Monday morning as the children were getting ready to leave for school. They had already eaten breakfast and gotten dressed and were brushing their teeth together in the bathroom when Penelope asked Pearson what had happened the day before with Finn Wells. She had overheard a conversation between Daddy and Mama Peters and had figured out that Pearson had swiped a card that belonged to Finn Wells. Of course, Penelope would not have overheard Mama and Daddy Peters had she not been standing with her door virtually glued to Mama and Daddy's closed bedroom door. But Penelope was curious and sometimes her curiosity got the best of her. Her curiosity, or perhaps it was nosiness, caused her to go to great lengths to learn information that wasn't hers to know. So it was that yesterday in particular, she had latched onto bits and pieces of the story before Mama Peters had emerged from the bedroom and caught her listening in. She strongly chided Penelope to mind your own business, but she didn't take that advice to heart. So as Penelope spit the toothpaste into the sink, (laughs) she nonchalantly asked Pearson about what had happened. So, was Finn happy when you returned his car? How did you know about that? Pearson retorted sharply. Well, I just know. Sorry, Penelope said in a tone that indicated she wasn't really sorry, but was actually quite annoyed. Well, it's none of your beeswax. 
That's between Finn and me and God. Pearson was trying to calm his voice as he finished up his teeth brushing. Okay, sheesh. Penelope wasn't too thrilled that she was not going to get the story firsthand. They walked downstairs together and took their lunches from Mama Peters, who was standing by the door. Were you guys arguing upstairs? Mama Peters asked. Ah, uh, no, not, not really, Mama, Penelope quickly replied, knowing that she would probably be in trouble for bringing up the Finn car incident. We solved it, I think, Pearson said, though he was still trying hard not to be angry with his sister for asking him about the incident. Well, remember to be kind to one another and show honor to one another. Now you're going to be late, but I don't want you to forget that whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you'll receive an inheritance as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Mama Peters quoted the same Bible verse from Colossians 3.23 every school day to remind Pearson and Penelope to work really hard and not complain. Mama suddenly realized how late it was, so she opened the front door and hurried off the children. You need to hustle so you don't miss the bus. I love you both. The children sprinted down the driveway where the bus was just pulling up. Climbing the steps, they boarded, and Penelope sat down next to her friend Emily, putting her backpack on the floor. Pearson sat next to Finn several rows behind Penelope. Penelope chatted with Emily about their mini dolls. They both had mini dolls and mini doll houses and loved arranging and rearranging and adding pieces to them. Penelope had just gotten a new mini dog with a mini leash so that her mini doll could take it on a walk. She droned on dreamily explaining that the dog had brown spots on a perfect white body. She thought it was just adorable. Emily nodded enthusiastically asking questions about it and eventually dropping hints. Oh, I'd love to see your mini dog sometime. And you know what? I don't have any plans for after school today. I wish I could come over and see your mini doll and mini dog. Penelope responded exactly as Emily had hoped. Wait, maybe you can come over today. I'll ask Mama. But maybe not today because Mama Peter said that Mondays are days we should really tackle our homework to get a good start on the week. But I'll ask her if you can come over before Wednesday church and then we can have dinner and take you to church with us. Penelope was certain Mama Peters would be agreeable to her plan as long as Penelope was willing to work hard at her schooling. Yay! I love Wednesday church, Emily added. Oh, yes. About church. I just remembered. Penelope lowered her voice. We went over to the Wells house for lunch yesterday after church. Cool. Your family is so lucky, Emily said wistfully. Yeah, it was fun, but I don't think it was so much fun for Pearson. How come? Well, because something happened. Penelope was building the story up while trying to keep her voice down at the same time. She sure couldn't afford to have Pearson hear her. He would be terribly upset. What do you mean something happened? What happened? Emily was dying to know. Well, Pearson liked this car that belonged to Finn, and so he took it, and he got in big, big trouble too. Penelope wasn't too sure about the details because a few times while she was eavesdropping, she thought Daddy Peters was walking toward the door, so she had quickly pulled away so Daddy and Mama wouldn't catch her. He stole a car? I gasped in disbelief. No, 
it's crazy. And I think Mama Peters brought him over to Finn Wells' house and Pearson had to tell the whole family what he had done. And Finn's dad was probably so upset that he said Pearson could never, ever, ever come back to their house. I, I'm not too sure about that part, but that's what I think happened. Oh, wow. Did they call the police? Emily inquired. Probably. Penelope really wasn't sure about everything that had happened, but she knew that thieves often got arrested. She hoped that Pearson wasn't going to get arrested, but she wasn't quite sure. That's just horrible, Emily answered sympathetically. But I wonder why Finn is sitting next to him right now. Penelope shrugged. I don't know, and sneaked a peek behind her at Pearson and Finn, who were playing Mercy. At last, the bus pulled up to Evergreen Elementary. The children packed up their things and filed off. Emily couldn't help but stare at Pearson, searching for any signs of sadness on his face. Pearson waved goodbye to his sister and then looked at Emily, who was staring at him. And he hesitantly waved to her, too. Emily didn't wave back, but turned around and walked to class. Pearson wasn't sure what to think, but forgot about the incident within seconds. In art class that afternoon, which was Penelope's favorite class, Mrs. Grable told the story of Van Gogh and how he had lost his ear in anger. She didn't give all the particulars of the story because she was teaching first graders, but instead she showed the class Van Gogh's self-portrait and pointed out his bandaged head. Lots of the children, including Penelope, had questions for Mrs. Grable, so she raised her hand high over her head, hoping Mrs. Grable would call on her. When her arm grew tired, she propped up her tired arm with her other hand. She did her best not to speak out because Mrs. Grable always reminded the children that she called on silent children. Penelope kept her lips tightly shut and worked hard to be patient. Finally, Mrs. Grable called on her. Yes, Penelope? Penelope took a deep breath. Well, one time, my dad's dog got into a fight and it was really, really bad. Another dog that was in the neighborhood began barking really loud at Daddy's dog. And then it got off its leash and started running toward Daddy's dog. And then it got in a fight and it was so mad it bit off one of Daddy's dog's ears and there was blood everywhere. It was really, really scary. When she got to the end of her story, Mrs. Grable gently yet firmly chided Penelope. We don't want to tell stories that aren't relevant. We have been learning about Van Gogh, the artist. Your story was a distraction. Penelope nodded and answered, Sorry, Mrs. Grable. I wasn't trying to be a distraction. Mama Peters always tells Pearson, don't be a distraction when we're having family worship because Pearson is sometimes playing with a little sand timer that sits on the books on the coffee table. She had been talking so quickly that she had stopped to take a breath and then continued. And Mama Peters doesn't want him to think about the sand timer because she wants him to think about the Bible lesson. She wants us both to be really listening and not get distracted so easily. Okay, Penelope, but let's not share anything that doesn't have to do with art. And we don't want to share anything that might embarrass someone, especially your brother, Mrs. Grable said, trying to maintain a calm voice and trying to move past Penelope's remarks. Penelope nodded, but she really wasn't sure why Mrs. Grable didn't think that her stories were relevant. After all, Daddy's dog was sort of like Van Gogh, and that was a good object lesson. And she thought her example about Pearson being a distraction was an excellent one but she could see that Mrs. Grable was beginning to tire of her constant sharing, so she honored her teacher and zipped her lips. On the bus ride home, Penelope sat by Emily again. 
The girls chatted about their day, and Penelope made note that Sarah, a classmate, had to leave class to go to the bathroom three times. Three times! She seemed bothered by that, but she noted that their teacher, Mrs. Swanson, didn't seem to mind. Emily, too, indicated that she thought that going to the bathroom three times was way too many times. That's a lot. I wonder if she drank a lot of water during lunch or something, Emily observed. I don't know, but it's kind of weird. How about you, Emily? What'd you have for lunch today? I know Bethany brought leftover pizza for lunch, and Charlotte brought a salad. I wonder why Bethany got the good lunch, but Charlotte had to bring the vegetables. I would have wanted the pizza, Emily responded. Yeah, me too. Penelope loved pizza. Pepperoni and sausage were her favorite. Ordinarily, the Peters ate pizza for dinner once a week. And all the talk about pizza had Penelope hoping that tonight was pizza night. When the bus arrived at the Peters' home, the children disembarked and went inside the house. Pearson and Penelope greeted Mama Peters as they walked in the door. As was her usual pattern, Mama Peters handed each of the children one of her yummy homemade chocolate chip cookies. Hands down, Mama made the best chocolate chip cookies in the world. They were so soft and chewy. Mama usually made a batch on Fridays, froze them, and they would last, oh, about two weeks. Except, and unless, Daddy Peter sneaked too many at night. And if that was the case, Mama Peters would have to make a new batch. With cookie crumbs still sticking to her mouth, Penelope began to tell Mama about her day, but stopped and decided to let Pearson speak first. Most times, Mama would listen to Pearson before hearing Penelope because his stories were far less involved than were Penelope's. Penelope figured that since she had so much to tell Mama, it would probably be best if she allowed Pearson to talk about his PE class, as he loved to do, and then Mama would ask about the rest of Pearson's day, and he would really only want to talk about PE and what had happened at recess. He always had a lot to say about recess. After Pearson was finished, Penelope knew she would have Mama Peter's ear and her undivided attention, which was great because Penelope had lots and lots and lots of stories to tell. Pearson finished up quickly, and then it was Penelope's turn to entertain Mama with stories of every one of her classes. She often shared details about every one of her classmates, too. Penelope was particularly observant and could think of so much to say. In between bites of cookie, she dished about how pretty Sarah Weston, the one who had to use the bathroom three times during class, has such nice natural curly hair. She mentioned that she wished she had braids like her friend Sasha, who wore the prettiest braids every single day. Penelope's hair was getting longer, but it was still taking its time to grow, especially because Penelope had chopped her own hair off about a year ago without permission. She thought it would be fun to have a bob, just like her friend Heather, and so, standing on the stool, staring at her image in the mirror, she took Mama's orange-handled sewing scissors and snipped away at her hair. She most assuredly knew it was wrong, but at first, she couldn't think of anything except what a great idea it was to cut her own hair. Daddy and Mama Peters had stood horrified as they gaped at the pile of hair in the sink before they finally realized what Penelope was up to. Mama Peters did her best to give better shape to Penelope's new boy haircut, 
but she nearly cried as she realized just how much Penelope had cut off. But that was a year ago, and Penelope's hair was nearly shoulder length now. After she'd babbled on about her classmates, she pivoted and launched into stories about the bus rides to and from school. She had stories about nearly everyone, including Mr. Billy, who the kids called Mr. B, the bus driver. She paused and almost without thinking divulged, and Emily seemed kind of upset with Pearson. With Pearson? Why? Mama Peters looked at Penelope curiously. Because he stole the car from Finn, Penelope answered. Well, how in the world did she know that? Mrs. Peters asked, an edge in her voice. Penelope, who had been thoughtlessly and mindlessly yakking to that point, suddenly snapped too and realized that she had just incriminated herself. Yikes. Well, I kind of told her because she asked. But why in the world would she ask about that? Mm, well, Penelope took a deep breath. I, and well, she began to stammer because I, well, I was the one that told her we went to, to Finn's house and stuff. What stuff? Mama Peters was stern in her direct question. I don't know. I just told her what had happened. Penelope Ann Peters. What made you think it was appropriate to share that story with somebody who was not involved in it? Mama, I don't know. We just got to talking. Maybe I, well, I, I guess I shouldn't have. Penelope, you have been in the practice of running around telling details about things that positively have nothing to do with you or your audience. I allowed it because you have been so excited about the twins, but talking mindlessly has become a habit and this has got to stop right here and right now. Mama's face reddened as she spoke in a tone that was a bit excited. But Mama, I'm just telling stories. Isn't it fun to tell stories? Penelope had no idea what the problem was since she was just making observations about people. Mama Peters took a deep breath, closed her eyes, and sat silently for what seemed like an eternity. She opened her eyes at long last and began to speak more calmly. My daughter, I know you love to chat. You love stories. And we all love telling stories. And many of us love listening to stories. It's fun. But Proverbs 2019 says, he who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. It is not okay to tell anything that brings shame or harm to others. Now think about it. How would you have liked it if Pearson told something to someone else about you that you were ashamed of? But I didn't know he was ashamed, Penelope said, tears beginning to fall down her cheeks. Of course he was. Pearson confessed his sin and made amends with those he sinned against. God is so kind to us and he doesn't remind us of our sin. In fact, he removes our sin far, far from us, as far as the east is from the west. Would you want to be reminded of your sin? I want you to think hard about your sin, honey. Would you want Pearson to tell others about it, even if it was true? Penelope thought about what Mama Peters was saying, and she remembered the big fat lie she had told at the beginning of the school year. 
even now, her cheeks were red as she thought about what she had done. She was embarrassed, and she remembered how Pearson had encouraged her to just confess it and to say she was sorry to her friends. And her heart began to ache as she thought about how compassionate Pearson had been to her. She cried harder and responded to Mama Peters, You're right, Mama. I didn't even think about it. I tell stories all the time. If I hear something that reminds me of something, I always tell the story. I don't even think about it. I'm not trying to be mean or rude. I just say everything. I should not have told about Pearson. He's my brother. I love him. You're right. Oh, no. I'm horrible. Mama Peters hugged Penelope tightly and said, Baby girl, your sin is horrible. But Christ's grace is greater. His grace is greater than all our sin. You need only to confess it and repent of it. I know. <laughs> and I need to call Emily. I sure hope she didn't tell anyone. Poor Pierce. He's going to be so mad at me. Penelope, I know Pearson. He won't be angry with you if you go to him and are sad about what you did. He'll forgive you because he knows what it's like to be forgiven. I think it would be a good idea if we prayed together. Penelope took the tissue from Mama, along with Mama's outstretched hand, as she wiped the tears that continued to flow down her cheeks like a faucet. They bowed their heads, and Penelope told the Lord how sorry she was, and that she didn't want to be a talebearer or careless in the way she spoke, even if what she was sharing seemed harmless to her. She asked God to help her guard her tongue and for strength to apologize and confess to the others. Penelope was anxious to get on the phone with Emily. She wanted to make things right and fast. Mama Peters dialed the number and Penelope asked to speak with Emily. When Emily got on the phone, Penelope apologized for what she had said about Pearson and Emily assured her that all was forgiven. Emily told Penelope that she had talked to her mom about it and that Emily's mom reminded her of the time that she had taken a pack of gum from the grocery store without paying for it. Emily was chagrined when she realized how easy it is to steal and she felt terrible that she had assumed the worst about Pearson. Relieved, Penelope hung up the phone and walked upstairs to Pearson's room. He was sitting at his desk doing his homework when she entered. What's up? he asked, putting his pencil down. Pears, I have a couple things to say. This morning, I wanted to know what had happened at Finn's. Pearson stiffened as Penelope brought it up again. It wasn't a fun thing for him to remember. Anyway, Penelope haltingly continued, you don't have to talk about it. I've been kind of nosy, and sometimes I just like to share stuff. I know it's not right. I told Emily about what had happened at Finn's. Pears, I know I was wrong. It was horrible. I'd hate it if someone told about my sin. I wasn't thinking about it like that. Anyway, I called her and I told her I was wrong and I confessed it to God and now I need to ask you to forgive me. I know you might hate me, but I hate what I did. I wish I could take it all back. Anyway, would you forgive me? Penelope looked anxiously at Pearson while twiddling her thumbs nervously. Oh man, that stinks, Penelope. But yeah, I forgive you. Thanks for telling me. It did kind of make me mad when you asked about it this morning, but I shouldn't have been mad. God forgave me for it, and I forgive you for talking about it, Pearson answered. Well, Penelope was so thrilled with his response that she threw her arms around her brother and squeezed him tightly and gave him a big old wet kiss on his cheek. Pen, gross, 
Pearson shouted as he wiped her kiss off his cheek and tried to get away. Sorry, Piers, but big fat mouths give big old wet kisses, Penelope said as she hugged and kissed him one more time. Oh dear, this story really hit home with me here at Grandmom's Corner. Recently, I was at a birthday party, and like Penelope, I opened my big mouth and said something I shouldn't have said. It wasn't anything too bad, but I should have kept my mouth shut and not said anything at all. Anyway, like Penelope, I felt horrible, and I too asked the Lord to help me guard my mouth. You know, the tongue is a small part of our body, isn't it? Yet in James 3, it says that the tongue can start a forest fire and that it's full of deadly poison. Now that certainly doesn't mean a literal or a real fire or that our tongues are really poisonous. But what it does mean is that our tongues can get us in trouble by saying hurtful, mean things, or just by telling a story about something that we shouldn't tell. Let me turn to James chapter 3. You listen as I read parts of verses 5, 6, and 8. See how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire? And the tongue is a fire. No one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. Do you see how important it is to keep our tongues under control? Our tongues can be used for good, to encourage or lift up a friend who is feeling bad about something, or to compliment them if they scored a goal in soccer, or praise them when they do well in basketball. This week, be extra careful about how you use your tongue. Don't cut your friends down, or use your tongue to be disrespectful to your parents, or make fun of a brother or sister. Pray and ask the Lord to help you use your tongue to speak good things. All right, everyone, that's it from Grandmom's Corner. We hope you come back next week for another Peter's Children's Story. Bye for now.